Welcome to EASO Podcasts. We're very pleased to have Dr. Mohamed Etsi here with us today from University of Nairobi to speak about adjuvant and neoadjuvant umatinib for gastrointestinal stromal tumors. Enjoy the podcast. My name is Dr. Mohamed Etsi. I am a medical oncologist at the University of Nairobi in Nairobi, Kenya. Welcome to my podcast on adjuvant treatment for gastrointestinal stromal tumors. Stromal or mesenchymal neoplasms affecting the gastrointestinal tract are divided into two groups. The most common group is collectively referred to as the gastrointestinal stromal tumors. They are often located in the stomach and the proximal small intestine, but can occur in any portions of the alimentary tract and occasionally in the omentum, mesentery, and the peritoneum. Approximately 80% of the gastrointestinal stromal tumors have mutations in the kit proto-oncogen that leads to constitutive activation of kit which is a receptor tyrosine kinase. A subset of GIST lacking the kit gene mutations harbors activating mutations in a related receptor tyrosine kinase platelet-derived GOT factor receptor alpha. Approximately 12% of GIST have no mutations in either KIT or PDGFRA, and these are known as the wild type. And the majority of this wild type have mutations or epigenetic silencing of the succinate dehydrogenase subunits leading to the SDH deficient GIST. These findings led to the development of effective systemic therapies in the form of small molecule tyrosine kinase inhibitors, of which the prototype is imatinib. These agents block signaling via the kit and the PDGFRA by binding to the adenosine triphosphate binding pocket required for phosphorylation and activation of the receptor. The end result is inhibition of tumor proliferation. The success of these agents in advanced disease prompted interest in their use in the preoperative setting as induction therapy for patients with unresectable or borderline resectable tumors and as adjuvant treatment for patients at high risk of recurrence after complete resection of a primary gist tumor. So when should we provide surgery vis-a-vis surveillance in apparently localized disease. All apparently localized gastrointestinal stromal tumors of more than 2 cm in size should be resected. However, there is no consensus on the management of smaller tumors and management of these tumors must be individualized. Although small gastric gist 
may be followed endoscopically until they grow or become symptomatic. The optimal frequency of follow-up and specific risk of this strategy are uncertain. An algorithmic approach to management of GIST based upon size and endoscopic ultrasound appearance has been adopted by the National Comprehensive Cancer Network for gastric GIST but not those at the other sites in the GI tract. When endoscopic assessment is not possible, excision is the standard approach. Who should be given neoadjuvant imatinib? The goal of surgical treatment is macroscopically complete resection, if possible. While surgical resection is the treatment of choice for potentially resectable tumors, initial therapy with imatinib may be preferred if a tumor is borderline resectable, locally advanced and unresectable but non-metastatic, or a potentially resectable primary tumor if a reduction in tumor size would significantly decrease the morbidity of surgical resection, for example, a gist arising in the esophagus, esophagogastric junction, duodenum, or in the distal rectum. In such cases, a tumor biopsy should be performed to confirm the diagnosis and establish tumor genotype. It is, it is not advisable to administer neoadjuvant imatinib to patients who have platelet-derived growth factor receptor alpha D842V mutation or a succinate dehydrogenase deficient or a neurofibromatosis-related genes and instead proceed directly to surgery. For others, the usual dose of imatinib is 400 mg daily. For the rare patient who is being considered for neoadjuvant therapy and whose tumor harbors an exon 9 kit mutation, the majority of these mutations are in small bubble primaries which are uncommonly treated neoadjuvantly. This mutation confers relative resistance to imatinib and hence an initial dose of 800 mg per day may be preferred if tolerated. The optimal duration of neoadjuvant imatinib is not established. In most cases, patients are treated to maximal response, usually not exceeding 10 to 12 months. Who should be given adjuvant imatinib? For patients who undergo initial resection rather than neoadjuvant imatinib, the decision to pursue adjuvant imatinib depends on an estimation of the risk of recurrence, which is typically based upon tumor size, mitotic index, location within the GI tract, and the presence and absence, the presence or absence of tumor rupture either spontaneously or during surgery.
regardless of the tool used for stratification, we reserve adjuvant imatinib for those patients who meet criteria for high risk and have who have an estimated risk of recurrence that is more than 30 to 50 percent. All tumors should undergo molecular analysis if adjuvant imatinib is being considered. For patients with PDGFRA D842V mutations or an SDH deficient or NF-related GIST, imatinib is not indicated. For other patients, the usual dose of imatinib for adjuvant therapy is 400 mg daily. Based upon an analysis of data from the African American College of Surgeons Oncology Group, ECOSED Z901 trial, for patients who harbor an exon 9 kit mutation which confers relative resistance to adjuvant imatinib, a dose of 800 mg per day may be preferred if tolerated. Based upon the results of the Scandinavian Sarcoma Group 13 adjuvant trial, imatinib treatment for 36 months or longer is preferred over shorter treatment durations. The optimal duration of adjuvant treatment is not yet established. For all patients undergoing neoadjuvant imatinib, imatinib should be continued postoperatively to complete a total of at least three years of imatinib therapy that is combined preoperative and postoperative treatment. Use of preoperative imatinib prohibits accurate assessment of recurrence risk based upon analysis of the surgical resection specimen. Is there a role of surgery in metastatic gist? There is no consensus as to the indications for surgical management in patients with metastatic gist. Surgery may be considered in patients with potentially resectable metastasis who do not develop generalized disease progression while receiving therapy with a tyrosine kinase inhibitor and for the rare patient who becomes resectable after receiving neoadjuvant imatinib for initially unresectable metastatic disease at a at a limited number sites. Resection may also benefit selected patients with more advanced disease who are responding to imatinib or sunitinib. These are patients those who have a partial response, stable disease, focal progression with isolated sites of progression. The purpose of resection in this setting is to delay or prevent the development of resistant clones by reducing tumor burden. Surgery has little to offer those who experience generalized disease progression while receiving a tyrosine kinase inhibitor and it should not be attempted. All patients should resume therapy 
with a TKI for an indefinite period of time after resection of metastatic disease. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Etsy. It's been a real pleasure having you here with us. Please remember to follow us on social media for information regarding our upcoming podcasts. Thank you.